Hello everyone, this is Trevor with Tea Time Reports. Uh, today I got uh, Logan here with me and we're going to be talking about uh, pretty much just new USFL news, roster updates, activations, uh, deactivations, cuts, and stuff like that. Also, uh, Logan didn't get a chance to do his power rankings, so we're going to lead off with that. But uh, we're also going to be discussing uh, the player of the weeks for week three and my updated predictions for week four, but Logan's predictions for week four as well. Uh, and we're also going to be talking about maybe standout players, um, just stuff like that. I, I do want to shout out uh, Alex Magoo leading the league with seven touchdown passes in three weeks. Um, Wes, uh, Wes uh, Hills, he's going insane, six touchdowns in two weeks. Um, Darius Victor uh, is just a dog. And Reggie Corbin leading the league in all-purpose yards as a running back is pretty impressive. Uh, Deion Kane as well, 32 years old, age is just a number, bro. Uh, that, that was awesome, his uh, kickoff return touchdown opening opening play of uh, week three against the, uh, the Breakers, but what are your power rankings after week three, knowing who won, who lost, the points, and stuff like that? We were kind of spot on with a couple of them, but the Maulers game, I was right. They definitely got up, they definitely rose up a little bit, but I'll start with number eight, it's going to say as a showboats, they're what, I mean, only own three team, right? Yeah, only one list team, and... I mean, they haven't. They just haven't shown any upside. They did in week one. But they did with Cole Kelly, though. It was the best game of the weekend, in my opinion. I know you didn't get a chance to check that yeah, through the whole yeah. whole thing, but Cole Kelly actually did provide a spark. Okay. Not a not an agile guy, but a massive arm. Yeah, I see they, they put up twenty six points. I didn't get to watch that game, but I see they, they put up twenty six points. So shout out That's to Ryan McDaniel for catch of the year. Just the showboats. They just. Need to go back to the drawing board and get some new, some new ideas, something. Caden and I were talking about it, and I'm sure you feel the same way. Uh, it's Todd Haley. Mm-hmm. It's it's all it Todd is. Haley. It He's is. just a terrible coach, <laughs> and you see it. They were four and six last year, and they're on pace to maybe not even win a game this year. And yeah. they have good players. It's a shame. Um, but for number seven, um, it's hers to say, but I'm gonna put the stars. Like I do think they're a better team, but they just haven't shown it at no. all. At all. Um, Case Cook has had a bad game. Like, I don't think he's a bad quarterback by any means, but he had a bad game. He did. Um, I did get to watch this game. He doesn't have a lot of help on the offensive line. There was a lot. There was, there was better protection this game in the first two weeks. Yeah. But it just came down to some of those decisions that he was making. Miscues. Yeah, miscommunications and, you know, multiple throws where Case is just chucking it downfield and, and there's no there's no receiver in the area and I, I wonder like what's the scheme is it the coach is it the receivers is it, is it the quarterback like just confusion on, on, on all levels and they definitely need to tighten some things up get into practice more and I think you think it would get better over time but it's gotten worse over the past three weeks it has it they, was just weird they were 1-0 now they're 1-2 yeah I mean they lost to the Maulers which the Maulers were consensus number 18 in the first two weeks of the they were terrible. Season, yeah. Um, they showed upside this they week, did, though. Yeah. So shout out to Troy um, Williams. But you know, stock down on Case Cookus, stock down on the stars. Just they, they, they need to improve. Um, That's where I put them. At they, seven. And then number six is going to be the Mowers. I, I don't think they're a good team still, but they just beat the stars, and they they are better than the Showboats. The Showboats are just bottom of the barrel. Yeah, they're shit. Um, but the Mowers did beat the stars, so they have to be over them. And they they, they showed upside. They actually had an offense. I know they had a lot of field goals. Was it that game, right? Yeah, they had yeah. 15 points for field goals, <laughs> and then they sealed it with that game-winning touchdown path uh, to Bailey Gaither. And then the kicker got 
uh, player of the week, right? Uh, he got special a special teams, teams week, player yeah. of the week. He actually tied a USFL record five for five in field goals, yeah. but he did miss an extra point. Yeah, he, he deserved it. I mean, he did. He, he kind of carried the team. He, he, he <laughs> scored did. more than half yeah. of the points on the board for them. Which is crazy, but, you know, it's the USFL. Points are hard, a little bit harder to come by. They, they, they are. Yeah, they so, really are. You know, you, having a good kicker is a big advantage because there's a lot of teams that don't have a good kicker, and it shows. They, they go down the field, get to the 30, and leave empty, you know? Yep. So having that good kicker that can make a 40, 50, even 60-yard field goal, it, it's, Just it's an advantage. Points, bro. Mm-hmm. Points. Guaranteed points. Um, but moving forward, number five is going to be the Gamblers. They, they beat the Showboats. And it was just same thing, offense playing well, defense not playing well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think their offense is good enough to compete with anybody in the USFL. Uh, I, I do. do. Um, yeah. It's just their defense. Like, when they play against, when it gets to the, down the stretch and they're playing against the Panthers or playing against the, the Stallions, playing against the Breakers, which they, they played against them what, last week, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, they, you, you you've can't, seen it. Yeah, you can't seen let it. Yeah. a team, especially if they make the playoffs, and if they're going against the Stallions in the playoffs in the South, they're, dude, you can't let them score 38 no, points you on can't. you. You're not winning. And I, I do think the Gamblers can put up 30, but, you know, can they put up 40? I, I don't know. I, we haven't seen that yet. We haven't yet. seen it yet. They put up 38, but... Yeah. That's close, but yeah. I'm just saying, like, in a tight shootout, which they have proven that they can win, but, it, I don't know, against one of those premier clubs of this league, you just don't... I don't think that that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Gamblers, I do think they have upside. It's that, that, that defense, is, it, it's bad. And when Kenji is cold, he's fucking cold, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and that could go down. He played well this week. He did. You know, I think he only had one pick, which oh. is only one. but <laughs> Seven he, in he, three weeks. It, it was cleaner. He had a much cleaner game than the first two games. So, and, and they won. And they yeah. won. So. Got the W. Shows that if Kenji, play, if Kenji plays a clean game, then they, they can, can win. win. Yeah. Um, but Good point. moving forward, my number four is going to be the Panthers. I know I had them like 1A, 1B last yeah. week. It's just not a good game offensively or defensively, really. Um, the generals they, may just be really yeah, good. Yeah, the, the generals are good. Uh, but Brilliant Speaks was kind of out of he just played they, out of the they, game plan. Like their defense, especially their pressure, was non-existent yeah. on DeAndre Johnson, bro. And DeAndre Johnson ran the ball well. I mean, we I I, I didn't watch this game too in depth because I was watching the NBA as well at the same time. Just keep this in mind. He's fifth in rushing in the league. Yeah, right he now. um he's he had a, a seventy-one yard carry and then he topped it off with like a ten-yard touchdown rush. At the, yeah. the next play, and he he. he also, what they did well. Yard ball. Yeah, what they did well is they, they kept running the ball and short, quick throws. So yeah, Breland Speaks couldn't have that performance. You know? Which you brought this up while we were watching the first half. You're like, this is what the Stars failed to do last week, which was the quick pass mm-hmm. game because mm-hmm. they weren't trying to holding the ball way too long. The pressure know? was getting to him way too quickly, and what the Generals did well, like you just said, they quick throws, run heavy scheme. You know, yeah. uh, DeAndre Johnson is so much better than. Like their offense is just so much better with him in than Dakota Prukup. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I like Prukup, but Wait, maybe he'll be useful later on in the season. But, but I think DeAndre's way more vers- versatile and, and, and just adds that you, you know, like Darius Victor. I mean, he had seven point six yards per carry. He was feeding <laughs> off of DeAndre Johnson's running. You know, <laughs> he like, was. And then when when Darius Victor, he's, he's a, it's a big dude. When you have to stop um, him on first and second down, and then DeAndre's throwing it a quick throw on third down, or he's running it on third down, it's hard to tackle these guys. It you is. Know? And it showed that they just kind of just wore down the Panthers, and then the Panthers' off- offense was didn't just, help them at all. No, like, they um, gave their defense no break. Both quarterbacks just you know Josh Love was in, and, and me and Trevor were saying like, okay, just take him out, put in Carson Strong, and then Carson Strong came in. He he added a little bit of electricity. He had that touchdown, but then he, he just 
kind of just staggered, you know? Yeah, well, they literally, they only let him go in for one more drive after that, but the problem is, like, if you're gonna, if you're gonna pull your guy, in my opinion, let him, like, yeah. pull the guy, and let the other guy just fail if he's gonna fail. And Carson Strong, he, he wasn't accurate, but also he was only in there for a handful of Like, of three plays. drives, yeah, bro. So I think with more time and comfortability, he probably will be better. But I want to see Carson in there. He was, he was very inaccurate. So, but I think that, that, like I said, that'll come with him yeah. being more comfortable. Exactly. Um, but he but did lead that touchdown drive. That, he did. You know, if yeah. they were able to capitalize in the second half off that, then, you know, maybe they would have, you know, been in the race. But the Generals did upset them at Ford Field in their they home did, opener. Yeah. That's a big deal. Uh, and the, the run game wasn't coaching. bad, but just their pass game is just, it's lackluster. It is. It is. I mean, DeAndre Johnson had more, he had more yards on 10 completions than Josh Love and Carson Strong on 19. Wow. Yeah, like that's that's they just have unacceptable. Better, they they have better playmakers, a better and, scheme, and you know? just a better offensive yeah. coordinator, in my opinion. But like you, you better honest, game plan as you well. said it perfectly. Like when you were talking about how they were using that power run scheme mm-hmm. and the quick pass, like I, I don't know what it is, but maybe they discovered a genuine weakness because they did. Yeah, their linebackers. I love Frank Inda, but like if you're asking him to catch up to a tight end or a, a wide receiver, their linebackers are suspect. Because they were, dude, they were blowing coverage mm-hmm. and the gap coverage all fucking day. Dude, Darius Victor, at one point, he touched the ball twice. 81 yards, all purpose, and two touchdowns, bro. Like, you you can't... Those splash plays are what killed them. Mm-hmm. Like, they did. That, that screen play at the beginning. Yeah. That long touchdown. And... DeAndre just yeah. being perfect. Yeah. He was perfect. He was. Yeah, I mean, you couldn't have asked him to do anything better. No. I mean, they, they didn't ask him to throw the ball much, but he didn't have to. No. You know? They... they they ran the ball. They had, they had time of possession. They weren't. Or they had zero turnovers. Like, and he he's fifth in rushing in the mm-hmm. league with 155 rushing yards. He's not purely just a thrower. He has he has so many weapons. Mm-hmm. But sorry to continue to talk. This yeah, was a good. This was a good game to talk was, about. Yeah, and they played into the into the scheme of. I do want to say one know? thing about the generals before you rank them somewhere. I I don't know if you noticed this, but week one, they sucked, scored ten points. Week two, they won. They beat the Maulers, uh, 20 to, like, 3. Mm-hmm. And then now, they just beat what we thought was the second or first best team in the U.S. They're getting better. They're getting to, like, they might be the team to beat. They're getting better while you see a team like the Stars are just getting worse. And, and you know? Dude, that's what we, we were talking about, the three-week sample mm-hmm. size for so much, like, before leading up to this week. And you kind of see what teams are now. Like more the more than like, you know. Week one is kind of you know it's the week one jitters. There's no yeah. there's no off season. There's no preseason. Week two, I mean, it started to get more instructional. But week three, we kind of know yeah. what these teams are looking like now, and and we see that the stars weren't what we thought. No, you know, maybe maybe you know week five, week six, week seven, we can see some more improvement it, from them. But we're not we're not shutting te- again. It's only week three. It's only been three weeks, yeah. and even the showboats can win seven and mm-hmm. make the playoffs at this point. But like. As of right now, where we think these teams stand, I think I, I think I've had the same power rankings as you up to this point. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm gonna move forward to my number three, and it, this is hard for me. It, it's gonna be the Generals. I could I could see the Stallions here. You know, they're coming off the loss. Generals coming off the. You know what? Yeah, I'm gonna put the Stallions at the number three, just because because okay. of, of the trend. Yeah. You know, they lost this week's to Generals or have won two in a row. Yeah. So I'm gonna go with the Stallions. Um. By, by no means are they a bad team. I think these top three are all like pretty interchangeable. Yeah, I, I think the Breakers number one. I th- spoiler alert: the Breakers number one. I think that's they're on their own tier right now. Yes, they're three. But now. Stallions and, and and Generals, they're kind of in their own tier. Um, and 
I guess we'll kind of talk about the, the Breakers and, and the Stallions in this game. So, my break, Breakers are number one, General's number two, Stallions number three. But Breakers and 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 Stallions, I talked about this in, in the preview. And, you did. And, and I said what's going to come down to for the Breakers is running the ball, time of possession, not making mistakes. Yeah. McLeod Bethel Thompson, McCloy, McCloy. Uh, I think it's McCl- I think it's McCloy Bethel Thompson. McCloy Bethel Thompson. He had three touchdowns, one pick. So he had that one touchdown. But the story of the game was Wes Hills. It was. I mean, thirty-four carries, one hundred ninety-one yards, three touchdowns. He, he was dominant. He was probably he's MVP front runner right now for me, if, if not Bethel Thompson. It's one of those two guys for me. We I think um, we saw the best performance by running back in a spring alternative league ever. With, probably the best offensive performance from a team. Yeah, like in general, they're lights out. Uh, but just Bethel Thompson, he looks like he likes keep saying he looks like the veteran that's not making. He, he knows what to do, you know. Yeah. And they uh, uh, Magoo threw a pick, and you know he they then the Stallions' run game. I'm looking. I didn't watch this game, but I'm looking at the stats, and their run game was just non-existent. You know, but so the Breakers also have a good defense they if they're do, able to yeah. hold that. I mean, obviously, no defense is good if you're laying 31 points on the board, but like. In that kind of situation, and you don't expect Stallions. it to be perfect. Yeah, that, they're both really good mm. teams. And fun fact on this rivalry, the Stallions beat them three times last year. Really? Twice in the regular season and once in the playoffs. The really? Breakers were 6-4. and four. There, there's, they, These teams hate each other. There mm. was fighting all game. They can't eat together because they actually share this hub city. They literally can't That's be around funny. each other. There's actually a, These guys do not like to be around each other. So this was a this was a game. Yeah, and, and Alex Magoo, he, he was my front runner for MVP and he just got outplayed. He did. He did. Like just he, like he, said, he, I didn't watch but I'm looking at the stats right now and he got outplayed. He did. He did. But uh, I will say it's the the run game difference is you, insane. He had one guy go for almost two hundred yards. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then just you look at the stallions and twenty four yards, ten yards, seven yards, it's not enough. So and, and I think in, in a league like this, the teams that have the better run games and the better defense are the teams that are going to be more more successful. Absolutely. Because the quarterback play is not like the NFL. It is, you, you don't have guys, you know, just... You don't have no Patrick Mahomes or Justin Herberts in this league. You, you don't. No. But um, you can have a quarterback that can just play in structure and just not make mistakes and can, and can feed off of the run game. And you, you we see a team like the Breakers who are exactly. doing exactly that. They're three and zero, right? And Bethel Thompson's not making mistakes, and he's just—it's—he—he he might win MVP. I, I don't know. Like, we still have a lot of time left, but you know, he—he's been good. He's been dominant. Yeah. And and I don't think he's—he's he's not flashy. He, no. He's not anything crazy, but he plays in structure. He doesn't and, make and that's mistakes. what you want exactly. Yeah. You want a guy that plays in structure of the offense. You want a guy that can feed off of, who can distribute the ball accordingly, who can. Be a game manager, you yeah. know, especially in a league like this, you know. He's 34, right. like, he's been around, uh, he's been in, you know, NFL buildings, he's been in, he's had success in the CFL, like, he definitely knows what he's doing, mm-hmm. and it shows he's only thrown one pick on the year, I believe. Uh, he's definitely not having a bad year, he's leading in passing yards as well through and three weeks. This is Stallion's second loss, right, ever? Second in, loss in this in, new tenure? Yeah, in this, yeah, in this so new maybe, revamp. Maybe we're seeing a way how to beat them, which is hammer the run game down their throat. They didn't have their star linebacker Scooby Wright in the game, okay. which was an exposure. Has an effect, yeah, um, but definitely it was something to watch, man. I didn't expect yeah. them to lose this. I, did not, I, I we all, I like the Stallions. So like, did I. And, and week one, when I watched the Breakers, I, I thought, I mean, they they, they were two and zero, but after the first two weeks. But week one, when I watched them, I thought, okay, they're, they're pretty mid, like not much upside there. But I, same. They're three and zero now. I mean, they just beat the Stallions. Like they're they're dumb. The last three and zero team, you know, last undefeated team. So the clear cut number one. But um, we kind of already talked about the, the generals, but they're my number two, and then Stallion's number three. 
Um, but I guess I'll kind of just read off the list again. For some 8-1, to one, it's going to go Showboats, Stars, Maulers, Gamblers, Panthers, Stallions, Generals, Breakers. And like I said, I think Generals and Stallions is interchangeable. Yeah. But just because of the trend, just because the Stallions lost and Generals won, I'll move but the Stallions down one. The Generals did kind of come up with an upset. They did. So yeah, they did. you got to give them credit. Mm-hmm. And, and then the Panthers, I think they're still a good team, but... They got exposed. They did. They, they did. They they you kind of know what to do. Mm-hmm. It's that quick pass game against them, to. and it's yeah, just, and just run the ball efficient. No, don't don't throw picks. Just yeah. be, be efficient. You know, play in a structure. Play like of the offense. And that's hard because most teams don't have that quarterback that can play in structure. But a quarterback mm-hmm. that I do want to just talk about briefly, that hasn't made a mistake, that I uh, got a nod for. He, he didn't get offensive player of the week, but did get a nomination. Was Troy Williams, the also, quarterback for the Maulers. Uh, he had 65 rushing yards and almost 100 passing yards, 11 for 16 or something. Last week in, like, the six drives he played in, he was, like, 11 for 18. He, and no picks. Like, he plays a clean game. He got this, the game-sealing touchdown pass to Bailey Gaither to win this, against the Stars. Now they've matched their win total from last year. I'm hoping that they can actually come off of this win and, you know, let Troy Williams be the affirmed starter build the run game with Madre London and Garrett Groshek and just actually keep him protected. They have a good O-line, but they just they need to have an accurate passer. And I will say, Troy, sometimes on the in-routes and the quick throws, he's a little wobbly or, like, it, it's not accurate, but he does have an arm. So if they he's were able, better than the other guy. Than James, James Morgan? Morgan he's absolutely. better than him. But if they are able to develop some kind of medium to long, like, pass package for him, like, I feel like you could definitely decimate the offense, uh, the defense with just, like, deep over the middle of the field in routes, and hell, maybe it's just some fades, bro. He does have a cannon, and he's a good, efficient runner, too. Yeah. I'm looking at the stats of this game. Like I said, I, I watched this game, like, I was tuning in, tuning out, because I, I think it was the Warriors game 7. I think I was yeah, watching. it was. Yeah. It was. Um, so, understandable. Yeah, but uh, I'm looking at the, the Mauler's offensive stats, and I'm, it's just like, how, how do they win the game with these stats? Like, the run game was inefficient. They didn't even have 100 yards to pass it, but it's just like, the, the stars were that bad. <laughs> they, they, they were. Um, that is, I mean, it, it was I, countless times that Case Cookers was just chucking it up deep to, to nobody. The stars wanted to lose this. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I will say the fact that, you know, finally I was able to see a quarterback for the Maulers, a team that I've been a fan of since last year, uh, finally, like, capitalize on just a, a clear advantage over the other team. It was a breath of fresh air, not seeing James Morgan. Just <laughs> I, I'm glad he's suck. not on the, the field. I, I would rather see Connor Sampson in, who's their quarterback three. And he hasn't seen the field yet. But I Troy Williams is definitely a guy to look out for. He's got to start, yeah. I, I think he is their starter now. You look, Let him build off this win. He was hyped with Bailey in the end zone, bro. Like They finally pulled it together to execute. They were in the that was red a nice zone. Touchdown too. Yeah, it was. It was a great throw. A little fade away yeah. to the corner. That's what you need to do with Troy. He has that arm. He has that capability. And it's just nice to see this team that did have a nice little fan base show up to Ken's game last week in week two. Excuse me, not week three, but week two. I, I want to see the Pittsburgh fans like actually want to root for this team because it's a good, it's a good gritty team, and they just need to execute. They were in the end zone, like the red zone, like fucking five times against the Stars. They just couldn't score. Yeah. They just couldn't fucking score. And got all those field goals. And this field, which I'm not shitting on Blewett, but like, bro, you don't send your guy out there that many times. Go for no, it on fourth and fourth. Or coach does need to take some more shots and chances and like trust his guys more. Playing against better teams like the Panthers or, or just the Stallions, you can't get field goals. No, you, you gotta get the ball in Isaiah yeah. Hedy's da- in his hands. You gotta get uh, a Madre London going on the ground. You have to. 
He's been non-existent this year. He was good for them last year. Get him going. He's lost weight. He's more agile. Get the ball in his hands. Get him in a flat route. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I just wish there, there is a little bit of like a kind of blandness to the style of offense that they run because they do have a defensive coach, and it shows because the Reuben Foster mm-hmm. and Tazino, their defense is stout. Like, yeah. it's it's the best in the Ruben league. Reuben Foster like an MVP. He should. Low key. He should. He's at going at least defensive player of the year. Like. I, he got defensive player of the week. I think he should get defensive player of the year. And right def- now, at least. And you know what? Like if he's able to, you know, maybe he comes back next year, gets another year under his belt, maybe he could be a body on a practice squad. I, I think that. after this season, he that's what I'm saying. He could that. maybe even be a rotational guy. He's been in the NFL. I mean, I know he had a freak injury, but. Well, he hasn't been on the field since 2019. Yeah, and, it's been a while. And, you know, this is his break in season to get back and used to contact, full contact. And I respect that, that he's doing it this way. It's kind of the noble way, in a sense, not just giving it a shot out there and be like, oh, I fucking can't do this. Get used to the field again, do your thing, and he's been balling out. He had a great game against the Stars. I think like 13 tackles, two tackles for loss, two pass breakups, and a fucking pick. Like he was, and he has a massive cast on his left arm, and he's doing it all with that. And and you know, there's always injuries in the NFL, so maybe some team gets their star linebacker injured, and there's not that many bodies. This is a former first round pick. He has to have something that a team could need. Drafted by uh, the 49ers, bro. What's their GM's name? Bucks old. Player. John Lynch. Yeah, John Lynch, bro. He must John have Lynch. trusted yeah. and saw something in him, bro. Like, Same guy that's Nick Bosa and, and all those, all I mean, that whole defense, you know. I, I actually like. He might be my favorite player in the league right now, Reuben Foster. He's balling. He's beast. He, he deserves more nods. But I guess now we'll just briefly talk about some of like the news and stuff and like new trends, but. Obviously, we talked about the Breakers a little bit, but they're still the only undefeated team at three and zero. Any thoughts on that? I didn't expect it at all, but they deserve it. They 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 fought hard, and and you know I I respect I've, I've the, all the teams. I think I respect the Breakers the most, just because we didn't respect them they, at all. They grind, you know. They they, they grind. They, they truly do. And you just look at their quarterback, and the quarterback defines their team. Like just a grinder, you know, an underrated yeah. guy who's not too flashy, but just a grinder stays. Just a grinder. Like, that's the best way I can describe it. And they have probably the best tight end in the league, mm-hmm. Sage Surratt, who's just always open. And, like, he's not the quickest guy by any means, but he, like, guys just bounce off of him, and he's leading in receiving yards. Hard over height, you know? Yeah. Hard over whatever. Exactly. Um, but talking about Reuben Foster, he did get Defensive Player of the Week for Week 3. And... Um, Special teams player of the week was the kicker of the Maulers, who did tie that USFL record five for five on field goals. Um, and then offensive player of the week was West Hill. It's a given. <laughs> Monster performance. Probably, the, again, the best performance out of a running back in um, in, in history in an alt league. Yeah. Um, but again, there's some more... Oh, the USFL PA has announced their 2023 player representatives, and that's Pittsburgh Maulers defensive line... Um, lineman Boogie Roberts, who also had a monster game. Uh, Bo Scarborough, running back for the Stallions. New Jersey Generals, running back Trey Williams. And Michigan Panthers, quarterback Josh Love. And it's pretty much guys that represent their union. Where's Bo Scarborough been? Uh, he is still on IR, but he will be back okay. supposedly by week five. Okay. So he's going to be in full, probably and fully rested. They need that that running back. They do. Just their run game is, is kind of lackluster. So they, they, they need that. It's going to help out Magoo a lot. So. But the offensive stat leaders through week three, Logan, you already see the, what, what this it's is. It's all breakers. It's all breakers. That's crazy. Passing yards, 837 by McCloyd. 
rushing yards, 301 by Wes Hills, and 257 receiving yards by Sage Surratt, wow. their tight end. So, like, they're dominant. What, what, what are your thoughts on their offense, like, how that's being run? Just good coaching, really. Like, start from the top and put, it, put in their guys in good positions and just efficiency, really. It is. In, in, a, in a league where you do see a lot of inefficiencies, for, like, for example, the, the Stars offense is very inefficient. Yeah. Um, the the Showboat's offense is, I mean, it was a little bit efficient this week, but... Not as good as it could have been. The Mahler's offense is pretty inefficient. You see a team like the Breakers and who have a structure, you know, have a plan, and, and they they enforce in the game plan what they want to do, you know? I agree. And we're seeing it. I mean, the top three, I mean, look, look at that right there. The, 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 the major yeah. stats are all being all, led by... One team, yeah. One team, which is impressive. But I did also want to touch on the ratings. Um, the official ratings came out. They typically come out Monday morning, sometimes Sunday night, or sometimes you'll even get like preliminary ratings like right after the fucking game. But um, these are the actual numbers, which I was shocked to see. Our, our game of the week was the, the least watched, less than 300,000, which is not good, but it's also on a terrible network yeah. like USA. But on Fox, the <laughs> dude, Memphis and the Gamblers, 776,000 average, but I know it went north of 890. Um, these are just averages. Wouldn't have that from that game. Yeah, I know. Not at all. <laughs> and then Pittsburgh versus Philly. This is a this is a twelve, almost eight hundred, like almost seven hundred and sixty-five thousand. But I, I don't know what the it peaked at. But and then the Michigan versus New Jersey on Fox five hundred sixty-three thousand, which isn't bad. They had a good crowd in you know two of these games pretty much. But again, once these teams are in their hub cities and all, I think this could genuinely be good. These view these views are. Great, and they smoked the XFL playoff games. And I will say that the uh, Panthers had a crowd. Yeah, a nice little crowd. Yeah, and Ford Field. I mean, it was obviously the whole stadium wasn't packed. The lower bowl was pretty. It was, it was a nice yeah. little crowd. I don't know how many tickets they sold, but I, I'm sure we, we I can look those thousand. numbers up. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I'm sure it was over seven. Ten, yeah, 10, yeah 10, maybe, maybe. ten thousand. But numbers and total viewership put up by XFL and USFL since leagues have been playing head to head. Um, the USFL has only been on for three weeks. It has 7.4 million views, and the XFL is concluding its season, and it's only had 570 that's, million that's views. That's not good for the XFL, nope. but these don't include the streaming numbers, which are untrackable. Um, but the USFL in three weeks has smoked the XFL in 10 weeks. That's crazy. That's insane to think about. Um, what? Yeah, we we won't try and create a little rivalry between, you know, the leagues. But, but the statistics show the statistics <laughs> show the facts and, and the Twitter show the fans show it. Like I yeah, I I believe in you know one league you know probably persevering over the other. But I would like to see you know, them we, both. Yeah, I mean, to just for more guys to get opportunities. But genuinely, in my opinion, you talked about this, Logan. One seems like one's for entertainment, and the other is actually kind of yeah. For for money and just not to be about the product, you know. But uh, moving on to the standings in the South here, uh, this is obviously just week three. But the Breakers are at one, the Stallions are at two, the Gamblers are at three, and the Showboats are at four. Obviously, that's based on record. But uh, do you think there's going to be any changes in the next coming weeks? Do you think we're going to see any big changes there in this division? Maybe not. I mean, I guess I guess still. I think the Stallions could definitely still beat the Breakers. Yeah. They just can't let them have that run performance that they did last time. Um, but 
No, I don't see much of a difference here. I think it'll probably stay like this. Throughout the or rest, if, yeah. I think it'll be Breakers and Stallions interchanging, but I think Gambler's 3 and Shovel's 4 will probably stay the same. If the Breakers sweep the Stallions in the season, do you think, obviously, those two are going into the playoffs. Um, who do you think will win in the playoffs? I don't know. You won't know. Yeah, if the Breakers sweep them this year, they'll be 3-3 three and three against yeah, each other. I, I don't know. That's, that's tough. That I mean, is... That's a discussion for when that time comes, because you know we don't know what the rosters will be like then and injuries and whatnot. But uh, that's that's tough. I don't know. That that is a tough situation yeah. for sure. But moving forward to the defensive stat leaders, um, I can't pronounce his name, uh, his first name, but K K Kayava Tezino. Kayava Tezino, linebacker for the Maulers, has 29 tackles through three weeks. And then Breland Speaks is leading through three weeks with four sacks. And then Amani Dennis and DJ Daniel are both tied, leading with two interceptions through week three. Any thoughts on that? Dominance. I mean, Tizino almost 10 tackles per game. Yeah. I'm sure second is probably Ruben Foster. Uh, I, I think I, I it is, so. yeah. And then Breland Speaks, obviously, as an edge rusher, he's in a league of his own in he terms is. of edge, rushing, edge rushers in this league. Um, and. You know, interceptions. And I mean, obviously they're not as big in this league because of the sloppy quarterback mm-hmm. play sometimes, but, like, still props to Amani. He yeah. did have two picks in one game. Um, but, yeah, I mean, no. It's still, it's still a good thing, you know? Like, You, you can't go wrong stat, with yeah. putting out that tape, you know? Um, but then moving forward here to the betting odds, the Stallions actually lost some points here. They're still favored to win it all. But the Generals catapulted themselves up. Good. I believe they were at like seven. Two now. Yeah. Wow. No, but the Breakers still aren't favored. Number four, yeah. They're, the Stars are still over the Breakers. That's crazy. I mean, That's I know it's me. still still the same point differential there, but like they're still nah, favored at three there. That's crazy. I think the Stars shouldn't be over the Panthers or the Breakers. I don't even think they should be. Like, the, game, the Maulers think, aren't even favored. I think favorite. the Stars <laughs> should be on pace with the Gamblers. I think that's where they need to be. Oh, yeah. At plus 1,500. Yeah. Maybe like plus 1,200 for the Stars. I do think they're better than the Gamblers, but... They just haven't showed it. No, they haven't. Um, But no, number three plus 450 is crazy to me. But, uh, I mean, if you are betting on this league, and if you're betting on the the Breakers, the New Orleans Breakers, or the Birmingham Stallions, bet over. Like, they're scoring. I I see these these odds right now. I I would put a bet on the Breakers. I mean, plus 450, I mean, that's, that's... it's not bad. That's not bad at all. I would also put a bet on the Panthers at plus 475. That's, that's not bad either. I mean, Those are two sleeper teams. Right, that yeah, not they, even sleepers. They're not sleepers, but apparently to Fox. Fox they, thinks they are, yeah. They don't believe in them. Um, moving forward here, also just kind of some a, a big thing. I know Case Cookies hasn't been performing to his top level, but um, Case Cookies is the all-time modern USFL record holder in completions with 202 attempts, 317 passing yards, a little over 2,000, and passing touchdowns, 16. Case will be at Ford Field this Saturday um, at 5-6, the date, to lead the USFL Stars against the uh, USFL Gamblers at 1 p.m. on Fox. So I I think he could, you know, he's making a name for himself. I think he should stay with this league. Mm -hmm. He should, yeah. I know he could probably be a backup somewhere, bro, but, like, you watch him play, bro. That's not Case. That's not He's going to die for a first down, throw a pick. You know, that's Case. case. The Case we've seen so far this year is not the same Case we saw last year. No. But I don't think it's his fault. Maybe a little bit, yeah, like... You know, he, he's guilty by association. Four, he is, uh, three picks in two weeks. It's not good. It's, it's not, not good. good. But I think 
they will get better, especially if they're playing the Gamblers this week. There's no better team to go up against than the worst defense, in my opinion, in the league to yeah. get, get his season back on track. Which is weird because they have a defensive coach. It is crazy. So it's yeah, like, it is how weird. is it bad? I don't know. That is weird. But uh, And they haven't been producing on offense, so it's like, where's the coaching really focused on? But uh, yeah, that's going to be interesting to see if the Stars can actually rebound, go 2-2. Two and two. The Gamblers will go 1-3 and three if the Stars win. I don't know. One of these teams is going to dig themselves in a hole this weekend. Yeah, I think the Gamblers are, are. I think both these teams will be better. Are better than one and three. I do. I do as it's well. Just how the cookie crumble sometimes? Yeah, you know? for sure. And it it doesn't seem like they should be one and three, like you said. But they play each other, and that's that's I unfortunate. Mean, just like the, um, if they were playing the Showboats. I mean, either way, a loss is a loss. You yeah. don't want three losses in four weeks. No. But I, I, I don't know. If you're playing a divisional game, and that's not. So that's out of conference there, and I like this league more because it has conferences, not fucking divisions. Yeah. That's how a four and six team is going to the championship in the XFL. And <laughs> one thing before we move on here, the XFL championship trophy—it's horrible. It's like someone took a shit on a plate. It's, it's like and, a, it's like we're like pop Warner trophy, pretty much. Like, it's <laughs> it's kind of a slap in the face. It like, is. It's a little football with an X, and it's just like. Am I going to take this home to my son? Am I going to take this home to my daughter? Yay, look do what I, I won. Do I want this in my trophy case in my, for my club? No. No. And I, mean, I don't I'll take it, but like, I'll put it in the back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, seriously. I'll put it in the fucking janitor's closet. And if someone asks, I'll show it. But, but moving forward here to our predictions for week four. I already put mine in, but I might update mine. Mm-hmm. But Logan, I'll let you go first here. I have the schedule in front of us here, but... If you wouldn't mind reading the games on the yeah. cable network that they're on with so, the time. Saturday, May 6th at 1 p.m. on Fox. It is the Stars versus the Gamblers. And for this one, I, I want to take the Stars. I do. But I think I'm going to go with the Gamblers. I, I just I know the Gamblers have a, the Stars have a better defense. But I think the Gamblers right now probably have the better offense. They're, on, they're probably they're, more efficient. They're trending up. They won a game. The Stars have lost two. It, it's it's, it's going to depend on who throws more picks. <laughs> I, I think they're both going to throw picks, Kenji and, and Case. Yeah, probably at least one or two each. But, uh, I think it's going to come down to the turnover to turnover difference. So You know what? I'm going to go with the Stars. I think Kenji's more likely to throw multiple picks than Cases. So. I think so, too. I, I, I don't love it. I don't love either pick for this game, but I am going to go with the Stars. This might be like either a, a, a shootout or a sloppy defensive yeah. slugfest. Yeah. But I'm gonna go with the stars here as well. Yeah, yeah. I think I it's a safer pick. If I'm it, betting, I'll bet on the stars. But I'm I might bet under on this game yeah. if I'm betting here. So. I, I won't be surprised if the gamblers win though. I, I won't. It might I mean, be like a 19 to like 10 affair, bro. I'll do a score prediction too. I'll say like 27-23 stars. I'll say that. Okay. I think I think it'll be a little bit higher scoring just because of the lack of defense. For really I, both teams, but yeah, yeah, for real though. Um, Besides, I like Adam Rodriguez on the pass rush for the Stars, yeah. but that, there's not many good you know, defensive backs that have really stepped up besides Dribbling and Amani Dennis. But like, I feel like I don't know, maybe their safety. There, there's something wrong on their defense that's just allowing yeah. teams to just shit on them. Yeah, like there's there's something wrong on their defense. But I guess we'll find out more this week. But yeah, moving forward, uh, Saturday, May six at seven thirty p.m. on NBC and Peacock, we have the. Michigan Panthers versus the Memphis Showboats. I think this is the easy choice. I'm going to go with the Panthers. I, I think they'll probably just dominate them. They're at Ford again. And defense. Okay, yeah. Uh, I, I think Breeden Speaks might have three sacks this game. <laughs> we'll On Cole see. Kelly. Yeah. I mean, Cole Kelly, what, I mean, he, was, he showed some upside. 300 yards. Yeah, so. 
He's six, maybe seven. there's an upset. You know, Panthers didn't play well last week. They didn't. You know, and their their quarterback play is not good. It's not. Can the showboats um, rebound here? May, I mean, uh, maybe. I, I bet for for just to pick, say I'm gonna I want to pick the Panthers, but you know, maybe you know I, I don't know. Maybe Cole Kelly has a stand up performance and just completely out outplays Josh Love and uh, who's whoever starting? starting. Yeah, Carson Strong should start. I agree, but I, I I could see an upset here from the showboats, but for the safer pick, I'm going to go with the Panthers. I'm going to go with the Panthers as well. My score prediction is probably going to be like 28-23, to 23, another devastating like fourth quarter loss for the showboats. It's been two this year. Score prediction, I'm going to say 24, 24, I don't know, it's, it's tough. It is. They I'm going to say like 20, 20 to 14, Panthers. Okay, okay. that's so. respectable. I don't know what the what the over under is, but I'm a bit under on this. Yeah, I'm betting under for sure. If it's probably if it's probably like 31 points, if that's like the line, then okay, I might bet over. I I might bet over, but if it's like 42, then just bet under. Yeah, bet under. But uh, what's the next game? Yeah, moving forward, 3 p.m. Wow, it usually starts at like 12 or 1 on Sundays. Yeah, 3 p.m. on Sunday on NBC and Peacock is the Generals versus the Breakers. This I'm gonna say this is probably my game of the week right here. I agree. Oh, this this is tough. Wow. Uh, I'm going to go with the Breakers. You know, just coming off that performance of an insane rushing attack, efficient beat, passing game. They beat the, beat the Stallions. Yeah. yeah. I, I think they're, they're probably the safer pick, but it's it can go either way. It's just going to depend on, you know, running game and turnovers again. Like, I think time possession, stuff like that. This will be um, a high-scoring affair. Yeah. Uh, score prediction, I'm going to say... 31-30. That's what I'm going to say. 31-30. Damn. Yeah, I think it's yeah. going to be really close. I, I'm going to take the Generals here uh, just because I, I just love Darius Victor. I might have yeah. bias there, but um, I don't know. I think the flashy plays come from the more flashy quarterback, yeah. and I think DeAndre has that attribute. Uh, but it could go either way, honestly, like you said. But uh, I'm going to take the Generals 28-24. to 24. That's a uh, tough game to predict, though. It yeah, is. it is. I, it could go either way. Both it, teams are trending upwards by a lot, you know? And That's... either or, I mean, the Generals can afford to lose here and go 2-2. Two and two. The Breakers can definitely afford to lose here, but the Breakers don't want to. No, they want to continue. No. Uh, no, no one wants to no lose, wants but to lose. in terms of, like, after they, they the can, fact. They can afford a loss. Yes. And, and I, yeah, they can probably go 4-0 here. I think so as well. I, I'm, but I'm, I'm going to stick with the Generals here. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not confident in the Breakers pick at all. I'm, I'm not, but... I am gonna take the Breakers, but this is it's, definitely it can go either way. This is probably game of the year so, so far, far yeah. for sure. Um, but I guess we can move forward to the next game at six thirty p.m. on Sunday. It's the Stallions versus the Maulers. I'm gonna go with the Stallions. You know, I, I they they didn't have a good, great game last week. Maulers they win last week. I I could see an upset here. I could, but I don't think it'll happen. Yeah. I, I don't. The the I think the Maulers can win this game if they can get those touchdowns and they can get in the end zone. Yeah. I mean, they still only have one touchdown in the year. Yes. <laughs> so that that's that's not good. So I'm gonna take the Stallions. I think I think they'll probably just see a, a good game from Magoo and just probably just Scooby outplay right. I the think whole passing attack. Um, but yeah, I think that's an easy pick, Stallions. I uh, I want to pick the Stallions, but I am gonna choose. This is my outlier okay. again. They didn't fail me last week. I'm gonna pick the Maulers. Um, I don't. Obviously, this sounds ludicrous, but I don't think the the Stallions are going to go two and two. They're going to probably go three and one here. But I think the Maulers can, uh, if they can execute, bro. Like I think they can definitely at least keep up with the Stallions. Get in the end zone, and, and they have a they good did kicker. It last week, yeah, they you know, great kicker. Maybe you can. 
clutch up. You know, maybe there's Keep a game-winning game. 50-yard field goal or something, and he drills it. I don't know. Oh, maybe, 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 I'm, maybe I'm calling that. We'll look back on this. If that yes. happens, then we'll see. But. Blew it with a 50-yard <laughs> or 55-yard game-winning field goal, potentially. Or he just, shakes it. Or he just whiffs it wide left. The, the season's over. But, uh, uh, no, I'm going to go the Maulers here. 20, okay. 21 to... To 14. Yeah, I don't. I, I this sounds crazy, but I, I just think that could happen. They have a really good defense, a really mm-hmm. good defense with Ruben Foster and Tazino, and, and obviously Boogie yeah. Roberts up front. Like they're very stout and father father head coach and son defensive coordinator. So they they have chemistry with that squad. I think we're gonna see them trend upwards here for sure. My score prediction: I think the Stallions will win probably by. 10 plus points. Yeah. I don't think they'll have a lot of points though. I think it's probably like a 20, 24 to 10 game or something like that. Maybe like 20 to 10. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't think it'll be that high scoring. I don't. Bet under. Unless Magoo has a really efficient performance. But, and he you know, might. But honestly, you know, the Stallions run game is lackluster. So if, if the Maulers can just quiet down the pass game and just make them run the ball, exactly. I think they can win. They can. But like I said, they just need to get those. They need to get in the end zone. They do. They have, Points. especially on a team like this. They have to score touchdowns, not field goals. Yes. So, I could definitely see an upset this game, but just I, I'm gonna go with the Stallions for sure. I, I think it's just a better team, better pick. But you know, it, it's it, it's any given Sunday. It really is, especially in this league. It's any given Sunday. And yeah, we we really appreciate you guys for tuning in to this episode of our, our USFL and Chill. It's kind of a little sub series we enjoy doing. Um, but yeah, I appreciate you for coming on, Logan, giving us your insight on what you think is going to happen this week, uh, this weekend, excuse me, for week four. But hopefully you can catch a game or two. Um, but uh, anything you got, anything you want to say to our listeners out there? We actually got some more viewers in Cameroon, which wow. is West Africa. I looked at that this morning. So, so shout out to you guys. Keep, yeah. You know, share, share it around Cameroon or wherever you live. Yeah, you honestly. Spread, spread the word, you know. Trying to make it big. <laughs> That's the goal. It's a process. It is. It really is. But thank you guys for tuning in to Tea Time Reports here. And make sure you guys check out some USFL games yourself on the weekend or something like that. And if you uh, want any information on these leagues like USFL or XFL or USL Championship Soccer and stuff, check out our Twitter at Tea Time Reports and our Instagram at Tea Time Reports as well. And interact with us and stuff like that. But you guys have a great day. Take care.